host Morgan Gust. This is That's All Pod. How are we doing today? I we, What we're not going to do today, let me tell you right now, what we are not going to do today is think or address how my voice sounds. I'm trying so hard to breathe through my nose and I can't really swallow and I'm just feeling kind of under the weather this week. So if my voice sounds like shit, I'm sorry. I apologize, but we're moving on. Get used to it. Get over it. You'll be fine. Anyway, enough of me being rude to you this morning. I Today we're talking about money and I am not a finance guru by any means, so please take everything that I say with a grain of salt. I could be totally wrong. I feel like I'm kind of right on a lot of it um, and I feel like I have a pretty good viewpoint, but I also could be so, so wrong. So I don't know. We're going to get into it, but before that, you know we have the life updates because you guys just love to hear about my life. I feel like the biggest thing right now is my fucking hair, okay? What do I do with my hair? What am I doing with my hair? Somebody help, okay? I have made so many mistakes with my hair, but also I've loved everything that I've done. So if you, I feel like I made a TikTok about it probably like, oh my god, like, eight months ago, six months ago, something like that about every hair, my entire hair journey, everything I've done since I was like 16. But essentially I always come back to being bleach blonde. I love being bleach blonde. I love having blonde as fuck hair. Um, I feel like it looks good on me. And I know that probably every single bleach blonde says that. And then they dye their hair dark and everybody's like, oh my God, no, you should dye your hair dark. You should stop bleaching it. But honestly, I could be biased, but I just think my hair looks good when it's blonde like really blonde and I just feel more myself and I just look I feel like I look so good when I'm blonde as fuck but I've been letting my roots grow in because my hair is just she's tired of getting bleached man my hairstylist is so good and we take good care of my hair but it's still like she she's she's burnt out man she is tired she is tired of continually being bleached and I feel like she just needs a break to get healthier so I've been letting my roots grow in and so my roots are very dark we haven't bleached anything except for like my front framing like money pieces in a while and I have extensions that I got in last May and so they're blonde extensions and my plan has been to get new extensions longer ones at the start of June and I think I'm still planning on doing that but I actually took out my extensions my poor hairstylist Kate I'm so sorry I took out my extensions in my home. Um, I put a conditioning mask too close to my root, like literally on my root, and I forgot that that would literally just loosen up all the beads of my extensions. So essentially my extensions are out. This is the first I felt my bare head of hair in almost a year, and it's just so thin. And mine, it's been thin my entire life, but it's like thin and layered and short, and that was literally the reason why I got extensions last year because I could not stand thin layered short hair. Like it is not me. It is just, it is not the vibe. And so anyway, right now my hair looks fine, but like compared to what it used to be, I just am not a huge fan, but I'm trying to embrace it. I'm like embracing not having my extensions in for the next week. And then I don't know what I'm going to do next week. If I'm going to have her put my extensions back in until I get new ones, but I'm honestly kind of on the fence about just leaving them out for the next two months until June and then at the start of June getting my brand new extensions for summer so I don't know we'll see just trying to get my hair a little bit healthier 
but I'm not sure what to do. So if you guys have any ideas, let me know. I've done long blonde, short blonde, short brown. Here's the thing. I always, every time I've gone dark, I always have it short. And the thing is, I hate short hair on me. I do not like short hair on me. And so that makes me always think I hate dark hair on me. But I think I like dark hair. I think I just need it to be long. So I'm really debating now, like going dark, not even going dark, just like putting some low lights in, letting my natural color keep coming in and just like toning that or glossing that however she does. I don't know. I'm not a fucking hairstylist. Um, but yeah, doing that and having like darker, long hair, I feel like I would hate it a lot less then. But we shall see. If you have any thoughts on what I should do, let me know. Otherwise, I'll probably just leave it in the hands of Kate because she never fails me and she always saves my life. So anyway, it was also St. Patty's last weekend. And when I tell you, I have not rallied harder than I did this weekend since like college. I don't know if that sentence made sense, but essentially I have not rallied this hard since college. And I didn't even rally that hard. I didn't even go that hard. But, like, I haven't had, like, a, a, a good binge drinking weekend, which is so funny that I'm saying this because I literally have been talking about how I want to be sober and I don't want to drink anymore. And then I go balls to the walls and have a humbling experience for St. Patty's. But, yeah, it was just wild. I just decided, I was like, you know what? I wasn't planning on drinking leading up to the weekend. I wasn't planning on it. And then Friday got here. I was just kind of feeling like shit, which this is not helping me. <laughs> Literally describing the reasons why I needed to binge drink. No, I just, I don't know. I was thinking about it and I was like, in the morning I was kind of having a bad day. And then I was like, I don't know. I don't want to drink because I'm having a bad day. And I don't want to like be trying to numb my feelings with drinking, you know? And then as I, like, as we were getting ready to go out, it was my roommate's 21st. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm kind of in the mood to like drink a little bit. I don't know how drunk I'm going to get, but I, we ended up doing a bar crawl, went out that night and I was a, pr I was a good drunk. I sobered up a little bit around dinner and then got a little bit drunk again, but I feel like it was just a good vibe. I hung out with my friends. It wasn't like stupid, ridiculous. I guess that's, yes, I rallied hard, harder than I have since, no, rallied hard for the first time since college, but still not as hard as I would go in college. Like in college, I would literally get blackout and then go multiple days in a row. I did not do that this weekend. I just, I got drunk. I got a, like, I got good, good drunk and it was just fun. Um, and then Saturday, there's this thing, if you're in West Michigan or Grand Rapids, you probably heard of Irish on Ionia. Essentially they shut down Ionia street and then it's just like a drinking festival, good time, party vibe, whatever. And it was supposed to be so fun. I was so excited because my one friend, Abby, she was just on the podcast. She was like, oh, I'm going out with all my friends to Irish on Ionia and I was like can I go that's gonna be so fun so I didn't know any of these people other than Abby so I meet up with them and mind you I didn't go to bed till probably like almost two or three Friday night and then Saturday I get up and gotta get ready to go by like 11 so I get to their apartment at like 11 start getting ready all that good stuff and it was a literal snowstorm on like a blizzard on Saturday when I woke up it was everything was covered in snow it was so snowy it was absolutely ridiculous I was like, what is the, what is happening? What is, I thought that it was going to be like a nice day. Apparently last year on St. Patty's, it was like 65 degrees and nice out. Yeah. Not this year, guys. It was fucking cold as shit. Not only was it snowy. So here's the thing. Michigan, sometimes we'll have these days where like, it's snowy, but it's like nice out. No, 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 no. Not Saturday. It was snowy and cold as fuck. Like the air was frigid. The wind was frigid. It was just genuinely like 
kind of miserable to be outside but we were like let's go let's do it we have these tickets we're going to enjoy it so we get there and mind you i they had they had the thought with the setup they had the thought but the problem was you had to stand in the line to get drink tickets buy tickets and then you had to take those tickets and stand in another line to get a drink so i understand it probably makes their lives easier to when it comes to drinks like you're not handling real money or cards or something you just give them tickets but oh my god we had to stand in these fucking drink ticket line and the line was just so long it's just outside you're in the freezing cold and i had layers on guys like i wasn't trying to dress i was trying to dress cute but i had leggings on jeans on i had a long sleeve a sweatshirt a flannel and a coat mind you the coat wasn't super thick but i thought that would be fine it was not fine i was so cold we had hand warmers we were doing everything and it was just snowing the entire time it wasn't just snowy out it was snowing on us and i had a sherpa jacket on so it was just collecting all the snow it was like building up on me like an inch Anyway, it was just so much standing in line. By the time we finally actually got drinks, then we were like, okay, well, we don't want to stand in this line again. Let's get a lot. So I got two shots of Fireball and then a bourbon mixed drink. Um, Yeah, I don't do shots, number one. I don't ever drink Fireball. I don't drink bourbon. I usually just drink fucking vodka or tequila. So that in itself just kicked us off with a bang because I took two shots to start the day and then we end up just like partying in like the dancing tent which was super fun because it was obviously way fucking warm in there because it was packed with people but there's like dancing and live bands and like so like that was super fun i drunk ate a burger and fries then we went to coney island i got a bowl of chicken noodle soup i was very drunk but it was a good time and then we tried to rally and go to more bars but it was just so fucking busy everywhere had to wait one place we went to had a 30 dollar cover and i'm like i'm not doing that that's so stupid so after a couple hours of putzing around, trying to go to other bars on town, going back to their apartment, everybody bailing, except for this one girl, Hannah, that I had just met, we decided to go out. And so then we went back out at like probably like nine. And then we were out until I would say like midnight, 1230. So I would say I rallied pretty fucking hard um, compared to like I wanted to give up and go home so badly. But Hannah and I committed and we we're like, we're going out. We're going to we're gonna meet some guys we're gonna you know have a good night and we did in fact have fun um but it wasn't anything crazy so yeah it was a good time I did meet a guy that I chatted with and I got his number um so we'll see where that goes I need to text him I just haven't yet I don't know why I'll let you guys know if I do end up texting him or if we hang out but yeah so that was this weekend of St. Patty's. Hopefully you guys did something fun, something crazy. Maybe you did nothing. That's also good too. I feel like I could have been content doing nothing, but I was just in the mood. I was like, you know what? It is St. Patty's. I'm I'm in the mood to go wild. Okay. I need to. I just need to. So that was my weekend. And then Tuesday hit me with some sickness, which was yesterday. Um and it's not like terrible. So they just like had cold, stuffy nose hard to swallow you know that whole vibe so yesterday I laid around did absolutely fucking nothing like literally nothing laid on the couch and watched tv all day and I was on tiktok and I saw a clip of this video it was like part two and it was like um showing off like a show or something that people should watch and it was called under the dome and it just looks so good and I was like it looks so stupid and the acting looks kind of bad but I kind of want to watch it so so started watching that yesterday and watched the entire first season oops and it was up until like one watching TV, which is so also not like me. Like I don't usually stay up. Usually I have, I'm like, okay, time to go to bed. I'll stay up on my phone in bed. But like, I don't know. I don't usually stay up watching TV in the living room or something. But I was up to like one just 
completely binging and I'm kind of excited to binge out on it again tonight but yeah overall just been a weird week recovering I feel like after this weekend Sunday I thought I was gonna lay in bed and do nothing all day and then I ended up getting up going to the gym like getting my week moving and so I'm kind of glad I did that and then I did end up doing nothing yesterday but at least it wasn't hungover nothing it was like a kind of sick nothing but I feel like the only other things are that I'm just still working out and I feel like I'm becoming a person who genuinely just loves working out like I keep going to the gym to like clear my mind and like make myself feel better like the other day I was having a bad day and I just went to the gym and I think it was like Monday or something I just went to the gym in the middle of the day left the coffee shop went to the gym and just like it made me feel better to go today I spent like over two hours at the gym doing what I mean I was um on my phone buying tickets to something that I'm gonna talk about in a minute but I also was just I was like lifting and I was walking like three miles on the treadmill and I'm just like this is just so relaxing and fun so I don't know I'm just excited and a little bit scared for slow season or slow season to end and like busy season to start because I feel like part of me I'm scared that I won't keep up with this but I feel like I've also made it such a key piece of my daily routine now that like when I don't work out or at least like go walk on the treadmill like I feel just so blah so I don't know I'm very excited to see if I like keep up with this in in my gym girl era I've been tracking my protein trying to get my protein and I'm not going to track calories because I just feel like that's mentally not super great for me and that will probably turn very unhealthy so currently I'm just trying to track my protein make sure I get enough protein in and going to the gym lifting walking going to kickboxing doing whatever the fuck I feel like and it's been great and I also got my taillight changed today after like a week and a half of it not working I did it. I changed it. So everyone should be proud of me because when it comes to taking care of my car, that's not something I like to do. I liked it when my dad took care of it. I liked it when my ex took care of it. I don't like to take care of it. I, if there is one thing I will depend on a man for, it is that to take care of my car. Do I wish I, no, honestly, I'm okay with my lack of independence there. I'm independent in a lot of other places, but when it comes to taking care of my car, keeping that thing good, I will leave that to a man. That is man's work. That is not for me. And I'm okay with that. I accept that. Oh, other thing that's been on my mind lately. I posted a TikTok about it a couple days ago or something. But I just never save people's numbers. And I don't know if this is just a me thing. Actually, no, it's not just me thing because I actually had a lot of comments on it that were like, no, I do the exact same thing. I don't know why I do that. But I would rather scroll back in my text messages to find I'm like oh I know we talked in like January like I'll remember the day that we talked and then I'll scroll back there and find your number rather than just put your number in my phone I don't know like it's not that big of a deal like I don't know why I don't just put people's numbers in my phone but I just don't just like so annoying to me then I do it and I'm like oh that took literally three seconds I don't know why I don't just do it more often but like hinge guys even like clients I love you guys but sometimes it's just I'll have like a bunch of clients I'm talking to and they I like just got their number or something and then I, I just I get so overwhelmed trying <laughs> I get so overwhelmed trying to decipher them because I don't name any of them but then also I won't name any of them so I do it to myself but I don't know I just never put people's numbers like names in my phone and I feel like that's just a a bad bad habit of mine but anyway last other little update not about life but podcast update merch launched last week we still have lots of hats left so go to that's to get yours and if you're listening right now i'm gonna give you a little little secret here 
Use the code loyal listener, L O Y A L L I S T E N E R. I made that sound more complex. And literally, loyal listener, just loyal listener in all caps. Use that if you want to buy a hat. Use that, and it'll give you five dollars off your hat. So if you're actually a listener and you're listening to this, you can go get five dollars off a hat, which is a deal. Okay. I know that the hats might seem a little bit expensive. Um, They're $30 plus $5 shipping, so it's like $35. I know it feels like a lot, but I also, like, reminder that I'm literally a small business, and this is my first merch launch in in order to make sure that I don't take a loss on these hats. I just, that's what they have to be. But I'm I'm being nice. You can go get $5 off your hat. You can use it for one hat. Go get yourself one um, because in the end, I do just want you guys to be able to have some cute merch, have a cute hat to wear. It's literally the most perfect trucker hat. Wear it to the beach, baseball games, whatever the fuck you want to wear it to. I don't know why I said baseball games. I think I was just thinking about baseball, baseball hats, but it's genuinely just such a comfy hat. It's really good quality. It looks so good and 10 out of 10 recommend. But if you have any thoughts on the merch, please feel free to DM me if you want. I've had a lot of requests for t-shirts and so I am in the works of trying to design something there, a nice like oversized graphic tee, um, but that's just all still in the works. So if you want a hat, go grab one. Otherwise, giveaway is still live. Go enter that. You guys know how to do that. I'm not explaining. I'll explain it at the end of the episode so we can get into this fucking thing. Okay. Like I said, today we're talking about money and I am not a finance bitch. I you shouldn't take my advice this isn't even advice necessarily there's like a few pieces of advice but it's more so just like open conversation about money because I feel like money is such like a taboo like a very uncomfortable subject and people get really weirded out especially I would say like millennials millennials started are like usually okay talking about it gen z I feel like is so okay talking about money boomers obviously not really um but that also like I feel like money comes down to a lot about like your mindset behind it and I think like especially like boomers say like my parents would be boomers right yeah and their parents went through the great depression so I feel like their way of life and like the way that they were raised talking and thinking about money was like very different than we would have been because their parents literally went through like my grandparents went through the great depression so they knew what it was like to literally have no money not be able to afford anything for the economy to be an absolute shitter and so the way that they're raising their kids which would be our parents was probably with a scarcity money mindset and assuming that they would not have enough money and made money a very like negative thing like that could ruin your life and ruin things but I feel like we're getting to the point where we're all trying to view money in a different way so that it doesn't ruin our lives ruin relationships ruin friendships because the topic of money can definitely ruin things I feel like we've all had seen our parents like fighting about money or we've been fighting with ourselves about money or seen anybody fight about money and I feel like we're just at the time in our lives where money can ruin our lives, but also can like very much enrich our lives and make them better. So I just want to dig into that. Talk about money mindset, talk about saving money, spending money, spending money on experiences. That was originally what this episode was going to be called was spending money on experiences. 
but I feel like I just wanted to speak about money in general, but I do really want to talk about that. And I, I think what sparked this topic in my head was today when I was at the gym, I was spontaneously buying Noah Khan tickets for Red Rocks this summer in Colorado. And I had like signed up for the presale mostly just, I assumed I wasn't going to go, but I was like, I'll sign up for presale. I just want to like see how much they are because he just launched this new show and they're like one of the only shows that aren't sold out because it just came out. And so I'll just sign up for presale, whatever. And I did, and I was at the gym. And so I'm like literally in the middle of my lift, like I'm in line for this, these fucking tickets. And I was like, I don't know why I'm doing all this. Like, I'm not going to even buy the tickets. I, I don't know why I'm making, I'm doing this, but I just like kept doing it. And then I had texted my friend Lauren from uh, college and I was like, yeah, I, I, fucked up with the tickets I was just like telling her what I was doing and she was like wait dude are you actually getting tickets like I would totally go I'm like wait seriously I was like I was just kind of fucking around I figured I wouldn't and she was like no I'll totally go and she's like actually my two co-workers with me right now like we'd all go if you can get four I was like shit okay turns out I wasn't logged in like I wasn't like if you're like a concert goer you're gonna be like yeah you really fucked this up oh I know I just wasn't actually planning on going hard like I didn't think I was actually gonna get them so I was like oh didn't worry about signing in, didn't worry about having a credit card with me. And so I'm like in the middle of my fucking lift and I'm like trying to like do bicep curls and then like make sure my phone's open while I'm waiting in line. Anyway, I end up um, having to like get kicked out because I wasn't signed in. I got to went back in line. It was like an hour after pre-sale started. I ended up getting in. I got four tickets. They were, I think they ended up being like $85 a piece, which I'm so okay with to go to Red Rocks. I mean, obviously I have to go to Colorado, but it's the middle of summer. It's a weekday. It's like a Wednesday. It just felt so right. And so anyway, it was kind of spontaneous and ended up working out because now I have other people to go with and I'm really excited about it. But it just got me thinking about how money can just truly be used to elevate your life. And I feel like I, again, like grew up so scared of money and very much had like the scarcity mindset behind money. And I'm realizing now that it just like doesn't have to be so scary. So like I said, growing up, I was just so terrified to spend money. I just thought that I had to save everything that I made, I which like made me a pretty responsible kid. I would always like save up my money. I was like, okay, I want a DS. I'm going to save up my money. I'm going to buy a DS. I want a Kindle. Like I'd always like save up my money for like some big purchase, which I think like I'm glad that that's how I was as a kid. I wasn't just like blowing money on things. And I definitely think that I have a good like basis for how I spend money and how I think about money but overall like growing up I was just really really scared of money like I just was I saw how it could start fights and it could just make things uncomfortable between people and so I was just terrified of money but like I always wanted more like I just always was like I wish I had more money I wish I had more money and I feel like growing up like when you're a kid obviously you have what maybe I don't know like 100 bucks in your piggy bank actually I have no idea how much is normal but say 100 bucks in your piggy bank and that's like you're so rich but then once you hit like 200, then you're like, oh, now I'm right. Like the, and as you get older, then you like start working jobs and you're putting away money and you're saving money. And then you see your bank account hit a thousand for the first time. You're like, okay, well I can never let it dip below that again. So I was like, always how I was, was I just was trying really hard to save all of my money and I would like spend it on like certain things, but I still was so, so, so careful because I just didn't want to end up with no money. I didn't want to end up in debt. I didn't want to end up making bad decisions, especially at like 17, 18, I'm like, oh, fuck, if I fuck up now, I'm going to be screwed later. And like when it came to like college, I didn't have a savings for college. Like my parents and I were just kind of like tag teaming it between loans and then us pitching in what we could. 
each semester to pay what we could. And obviously I feel very privileged that my parents were able to help me at all, but it's not like none of us really had the money to do that. We were just making it work. And so I was like terrified, terrified, terrified of students. Like the thought of having like thousands of dollars in debt. I was like, that's scary, which mind you, I'm going to be super also, I'm going to be super open about lots of numbers here because I just feel like it's nice to like have a look inside of other people's finances to either make you feel less alone or make you feel better about yourself or maybe make you like, okay, like I need to work on this, like whatever. So, and again, just last disclaimer, like I am not saying what I do is right and what I think is right or like, I don't, this is just my life. This is how it's, how it's worked out for me. This is where I'm at. So when it came to college, I ended up um, I, by the time I graduated, I was $15,000 in debt, which is not that much, like compared to a lot of other people, like it's very normal to have 80, 90, a hundred thousand dollars in debt. When you come out of your undergrad, I went to my community, I went to community college the first year, saved a lot of money there. I had a scholarship that fully covered my community college. My parents all paid for my apartment and uh, groceries and stuff. So I just kind of scooted by in my freshman year of college. See, sec, so, oh my God, I cannot speak sophomore year of college that was when I went to an actual university I went to Alma and they're a private university so like the cover price there was like 54,000 I did not pay that much because I had scholarships and all of that but yeah overall I feel like each semester ended up being like I don't know like 10,000 a piece or something so my parents contributed like 4,000 a semester I took out loans and so by that time I was done with college I only had two years at Alma I had almost $15,000 in debt and I was like terrified of this. I was, I couldn't stop thinking about how like this $15,000 was like looming over me. And I was like, this is horrible. This is horrible. But I'm like, okay, it's really not that bad in the grand scheme of things compared to what other people end up with. And if you have more than that, I'm not shaming you whatsoever. Do not feel ashamed, especially just because I feel like it's very common that none of us, this is just a whole other topic on college where just nobody actually tells us what's happening. And then they're just like, just take out debt, just take out debt and take out loans and be in debt. It's fine. So no shame if that's um, where you ended up. But personally, I ended up with $15,000 in debt. And I was like very, very scared about it. But also that was like during COVID and the pandemic. So, I mean, they still haven't, since I've gotten out of college, I still haven't had to pay my loans. So I've just been setting aside money each month to eventually pay my loans. I also paid through college. I would pay each each month just a little something, something. And so I think I'm down to like thirteen nine. So I've paid like over th- maybe it's less than that I've paid like $1,500 or so on my loans so far but also they're not accruing interest right now because federal loans are pushed back and blah 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 until June so I just put away money every month to eventually pay my loans and that's just like in a savings account I don't know how I got into that but my point is that was that's kind of like the basis of how I entered adulthood like knowing that I had $15,000 in debt and that was the only debt that I personally had and then I've been running this is like different for me because I am self-employed and I run my own business so the way that my income works is I make majority of my income within like six months so usually like June to like November is when I'm making the majority of my income and then I have my slow season which I'm in right now for most people, you have a salary, you're making a set amount every month. I'm not doing that. So I make a lot for six months. I set aside money and then that's my money to live off of basically for the next few months other than like a few little jobs I get here and there in between. Obviously, there's pros and cons to how my life works and not having a salary, but 
that's I feel like a whole other conversation um my whole point was with all this I'm so sorry I feel like this is gonna be kind of all over the place but I feel like thoughts about money are just kind of all over the place but essentially my money mindset has now slowly been changing and evolving to less of a scarcity mindset and more of an abundance mindset I still don't think that I am the perfect person to do this like I don't do this perfectly by any means but I just feel like I am getting better about it and like I said like I always had an okay savings I really only tried to spend money on things that I needed but then looking back I'm realizing there are also things that I missed out on because I was so scared of spending money I was so scared that if I spent the money it would never come back and what I've realized now is that money comes back and this specifically this one time in college I think it was my freshman year of college I missed a 303 concert they like came to the college near me and all my friends went but I missed the concert because tickets were $30 and I didn't want to spend that and looking back like this was been like 2018 thinking about that now I'm like I would drop $30 in a second like I wouldn't even like I could easily drop $30 on a fucking takeout like DoorDash order or something like it's so easy to spend $30 and also inflation now but anyway like I didn't want to spend $30 because I was like oh I don't know which I'm proud of myself for like being smart with my money, like not spending money that I didn't have. But like I could have taken $30 out of my savings and gone to that concert. So I feel like it's just trying to figure out where you make the sacrifices and where you kind of bend a little bit Um, and something I'm still figuring out. But when I look back at that, like I regret not going. Like I really, really wish I would have gone. All my friends went. They had so much fun. It would have been such a fun experience. Instead, I sat in my apartment and did nothing and probably watched TV. And I feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm 22. I take, I essentially take care of myself completely financially. And I just know that money ends up coming back. Like money comes back and I'm in my twenties. I can be smart about my money, but I also don't have to be boring. And for me, my life is, I want to make experiences. Like I am in my early twenties. I want to do fun things. I want to make fun experiences And the only way to do that sometimes is to spend money. Not the only way. Like, obviously, there are things that you can do that are fun and create experiences without spending money. But a lot of times, specifically, like, I like to travel. That involves spending money. Yes, I can do it cheaply. Yes, I can do it on a budget. Yes, I can find ways to make it more accessible, just like I talked about in all my travel tips the last two weeks. But at the end of the day, you're still spending money. And I could very easily save that money. Like, if I did not travel so much, you know how much extra money I would have? You know how much my savings would be? But what, what is that getting me? Like, I always thought that I just needed to build my savings up as big as I could. But every time it gets bigger, then you still want more. Like, if my savings hit above 5000 I'm like, oh, my God, it needs to be higher. Ten, oh my God, it needs to stay at ten. Like, it needs to be higher. Like, it's never enough. And I think that's a good thing on one hand, but on the other hand, it's like, okay, but what is that money doing for you? Like, it's just sitting in your savings account. It's not... It's, it's not doing anything like what you could actually be doing it to like using it to spend on things that you love to do and experiences you want to make rather than just sitting there collecting dust for what I mean yes it's nice if you have an emergency but if you have an emergency say like if you have enough for an emergency fund then why do you need to just like stockpile money I just feel like that's how I always viewed it is I just need to like stockpile as much as I can just like fucking rabbit just like getting as much food as he can for the winter. rabbit no how about squirrel getting as much like food as he can for the winter but I just don't think that that's like also the healthiest way and again I might be wrong but this is just how I view it and how I feel like my 
mindset and my approach with money has become more of a positive experience rather than a negative one. So essentially, I just feel like my biggest thing now is that I want to spend money on experiences. I want to use money to elevate my life. This is also, I'm regurgitating. I feel like I think these are my thoughts and then I remember like where I actually got these thoughts from because I didn't just develop this on my own. If you guys don't follow Deeper Than Money on like every platform, you should. She just posts the most helpful and like there's no, she's like a financial literacy company essentially and there's no shame around money the way that she talks about it. She's also a very female-led, like she's a female-led company and then she hires a lot of females and it's just like it makes you feel less like she's not going to shame you for getting your Starbucks every day or getting your nails done. Like if that's something that elevates your life and makes you feel better, then yes, spend the money on that. Obviously, if I didn't go to a coffee shop multiple times a week, I would be saving money. But I go to a coffee shop because I love the experience of going to a coffee shop. It makes me happy. Going to a coffee shop makes me happy. And that's like the biggest change I've made within myself is that like I don't shame myself for doing that. Yes, I've gone a little crazy lately and I could spend less money at a coffee shop. Yes. But if I want to go get my $8 latte, I'm going to because that like makes me happy. If I'm on vacation, yeah, I could easily make coffee in the um, Airbnb. But I want to go to the coffee shop. Like that is what makes me happy is those experiences and going to those new places. So that's what I choose to spend my money on. And for you, that could be different. For you, it could be snowboarding or which that is also something I've been prioritizing I'm like do I need to spend $60 to rent all this stuff and go no but it's fun and it's like good experience and I enjoy it so I'm going to um whatever that is for you I don't know you don't have to feel shame about that like if that's something that you want to prioritize you spending your money on then do that I think the biggest thing is just being aware of how much money you have and if you are able to be spending it on those things, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I feel like that's just my overall thoughts on money mindset and how money has been in my life. The only other thing I do with managing my money is that I try, again, emphasis on try. I used to do it a lot um, and I haven't really done it this year. I'm trying to get back into it. Is At the end of every month, I make a spreadsheet and this is just to like analyze how much I'm spending. So I have the spreadsheet I have it split up by income, housing, food, personal care, transportation, miscellaneous. And then I also have debt, savings, and work. So that's all on like the left side. Those are like color-coded in a little Excel document. And then under that, like each thing. So like under housing, I have rent, electric, internet, apartment furnishing, um, which was I, a section I had. I probably could take that out. But it was like when I was moving into an apartment, then under food, I have groceries, restaurants, coffee, alcohol, and then I, and then I have like total under each of those sections. So what I found is that I don't really like to ha- like set a set budget for myself. I'm also trying to do better, um, spend a little less money. I have been going a little, little crazy lately thinking, oh, money comes back, but I've been, been spending a little more money lately. Um, But essentially my thought behind it is that I don't want to like budget necessarily say I only have this much because especially with groceries, like I love to spend, I I like to spend money on good quality food. I love food. I love cooking. I cook a lot. Like I probably budget a little bit more for groceries than a lot of people do. Honestly, probably a lot more for groceries than a lot of people do because I prioritize good, healthy, like clean food. And that's something that's a priority in my life. 
And so if that's not a priority in life, that's fine. You probably spend less on groceries. I also eat a lot. Like I like to get my, I'm eating a lot of protein. I'm eating a lot of food. I like to eat. And so I don't ever like to shame myself for getting, I'm like, if I want to eat that, I'm going to eat that. So for me, I spend a little more on that. But the whole point is at the end of the month, I like to go through my credit cards, write down date, where and what I bought, the amount, and then categorize all of that into the other sections, income, housing, food, et cetera. And then I can see how much I spent on each thing. Then I can, after a couple months, then you can kind of gather, okay, I usually spend this amount on food this each month. I usually spend this amount on housing each month. And then you know exactly like what your fixed expenses are or like your variable slash fixed expenses are. And then you can know your budget a little bit better. You can be a little bit more realistic about it. I feel like that's like a good starting point just to like get yourself aware. My thing is I used to always just ignore money like I'm like I just I don't even want to think about how much I have I don't want to think about like especially like my business finances and I like get so scared I'm like I hope I'm making enough I'm hoping making enough you're gonna feel so much better if you just know your numbers if you know your finances you know how much money you have coming in you know how much money you have going out each month you know how much extra you have just being a little bit more aware I think is like a huge first step rather than just assuming oh I hope I have enough money like no you know that you every month you spend say $1,000 on all of your housing and you spend $300 on food. Okay, well, $1,300 every single month is gone. Okay, so what do you have left? Like if you're a salary employee, this also would work better. This is why I do it this way because I don't make a salary like the same amount every month. So it makes more sense for me to kind of just like look over how much I'm spending and then have like a, like, like a, not a set budget, but just like an idea of what I spend. Like I know I spend about... 700 ish obviously depends on utilities but around 700 for housing each month and then i know i spend probably close to like 100 bucks a week on food each month so that's that's say what is that 1100 right there that i know i'm gonna spend every single month and but also i don't know how much money i have coming in every month because it differs every month because i'm self-employed but it just like helps you get a better idea of how much money you have, what's going in, what's going out, and so that you feel less confused. I just feel like whenever you don't know what you have, you just get even more anxious and stressed about it. And I just think the more you're in control of yourself and your finances, the less stressed and anxious you're going to be about it because you are the one in control. Your, your money's not controlling you. You are controlling your money. Like I said, not a finance guru, but I feel like these are just the few things that I will live and die by whether I've learned it from somebody else or gathered it on my own. I feel like most of the stuff is stuff I've heard from other people. I, I went through a phase where I consumed so much financial content. Honestly, now talking about this, I want to go <laughs> listen to more podcasts. Like I said, listen to Deeper Than Money. There's also The Financial Feminist, um, something about like her 100K, I think it is. But I think her podcast is a financial feminist. I could be so wrong, but I'll link them in the show notes too. But just like consume content, if you can that is helpful there's also so many tiktoks that people talk about their financials and things like that um but just in general people that know what they're talking about i 10 on 10 do not recommend oh my god what's his name is it gordon ramsay no that's the <laughs> you guys are probably gonna think i'm so stupid i just saw somebody post about him is it gordon ramsay no dave ramsay <laughs> i hate i don't like dave ramsay i he's the one that's gonna tell you that you could save a thousand dollars by not getting your latte every day at starbucks girl if you want your starbucks latte go fucking get it okay i think you should spend money on the things you want to spend money on 
Um, but yeah, don't listen to him. I don't recommend him. Some people do, but I just, I will not. Overall, listen to people that aren't going to shame you, that are going to encourage you to just be smart, but also do what makes you happy. Anyway, things I live and die by. I am so distracted today. High yield savings account. This is absolutely something that you need. It will help you in every way, shape, and form. I have a Ally Bank high yield savings account. Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up so that I can like talk you through it a little bit more. But essentially with a high yield savings account, the money that like say I was talking about the money earlier that I'm like, it's just sitting there. What is it doing for you? It's just sitting in your savings account. You feel like you have to stockpile it. If you are saving up for something and you have, let's say your emergency fund or any other money that you're like currently saving up for, like um, you're trying to buy a car, whatever. Putting it into a high yield savings account is what you should do because when it's in a high yield savings account, literally high yield, you're getting a high interest rate on your money. So I think it's like three point something percent or something like that. I don't actually know, but essentially I have all of my tax savings money in here that I set aside every month or every booking. And then I have the money that I set aside every month for my student loans when those eventually start back up. And then I was saving up money for I wanted to buy a van, but now it's kind of I want to buy a car. So what I'm doing is I'm putting all this money aside in a high yield savings account. And in Ally, they have buckets. So I have literally van conversion, emergencies, education, tax payments, and then it has like your core savings. But you can create these little buckets within your savings account. And so right now the annual percentage yield is 3.6%. So that means every single month, right now I have right now I have $22,000 in here. Every single month I'm getting 3.6% of that in interest. So I think that's like, like, let's see, February interest was $53. I'm making $50 a month just by having my money in this specific savings account. Like that in itself is just so, so nice. Like your money is just sitting in an account and you're just making money on your money sitting there. It is I, I think it's just a very, very beneficial thing to have if you don't have one. And Ally is so easy to use, free to set up. Um, and then, yeah, I make like $50 a month typically in interest. And I've been in, I've had this account since, let's see, November 2021. And obviously there was like less money in it when it started. So I was getting like, you know, 10, 20 bucks in interest. And then I was like, okay, let's actually use, like, let's make use of this. I don't think I really made use of the account until probably like june july of 2022 and i was like i'm gonna take this seriously i want to put all of my savings in here i put all my tax savings in here so i have a lot of money in here and literally get like 50 some dollars a month that is just free money so i won't ramble on about it anymore but i definitely recommend setting up a high yield savings account other thing i love is credit cards talked about them in the last few episodes but I obviously prioritize travel benefits for my credit cards. Do your research um, and find what credit card will work best for you and what you want, whether it's cash back, travel benefits, whatever that is. I just think that having credit cards, number one, just sets you up for so much success because it's going to literally raise your credit score, get you a good credit score. Also, it was going to get heavy benefits. Um, But yeah, as long as you're only spending what money you already have, it's just credit cards are like a lifesaver. And the other thing I love is having multiple bank accounts. So my business bank accounts, I have three savings and one checking. And this is just like keep things separated, keep money organized. Um, and then my personal, I have one checking and two savings. 
One is an ally. One is at my like other bank. And so with this is when I like set up automatic transfers, which is the other thing I love. And I set up all these automatic transfers so that things are going, the more accounts I have, the more organized I can be because that's just how I am in life. Like I like to, on my desk, things are in their own separate piles and their own separate little things because that's the only way that I can organize stuff and feel like I'm not going to spend money that I don't have or something. So I have all these different accounts that I can automatic transfer to. So I have like my automatic transfers for my rent, my phone bill, my car insurance, my student loans. And so those will automatically pull every month or every biweekly, whatever I have it set up as. It'll automatically pull and put it into a different account. And so then I, when I go to pay all my bills at the end of the month or the start of the month, then I'm like, okay, all this money is already in this account for my bills. I don't have to worry about it. So obviously it takes a lot of time to set up and I've been working on getting all this set up for the last like three years and I still don't really have things perfectly but I just love automatic transfers I feel like it makes me think a lot less especially being self-employed money comes in and I need it to be allocated to its specific places um and yeah I don't know I feel like I have been going all over the place with this and I don't know if it was like helpful at all but in general I just kind of wanted to talk about money and like I said I am just really really prioritizing spending money on experiences lately I for me, that's being been going to more concerts. I never went to concerts growing up because I felt like it was a waste of money. And I feel like I was like, oh my God, I could like spend that on something else. But I'm like, you know what? I really love concerts, specifically Noah Khan and Zach Bryan, the two that I'm seeing. And I'm seeing Noah now for a second time this year. But to me, that feels worth it like that. Yes, when I went, when I went a couple months ago, it was like almost $350 by the time I was done. That's so out of my comfort zone. That's not something I would typically do. But I knew how happy it would make me, how much joy it would bring me how amazing that experience would be to go with my best friend who like also loves him and I have zero regrets about that like yes it was a little more money than I would typically spend but it was so much fun that night was just unforgettable and I'm so glad that I did it and so I'm just at the point where I'm trying to really prioritize making my money work for me helping it elevate my life using it for things that will genuinely make me happy rather than thinking that it is the devil and it's going to ruin my life and seeing it with a very negative outlook and I think that just goes for your entire life in general. Anything you're talking about, you really should just be trying to see things in a more positive light. And that's me telling myself that too, because I struggle. But I think just having a more positive outlook on everything is just going to make your life a lot more positive and you're going to be a more positive person and happier person. So yeah, when it comes to money, it really does, it, it can really rule your life. Like there is money in every single aspect of life and it's not something that can, can be ignored and I think we need to stop trying to ignore it because that's what I always tried to do is just ignore it like oh it's fine it's fine it's fine like no stop ignoring it take control of it make it do what you want make it work for you like use your salary put away what you need build yourself an emergency savings I think your typical emergency savings should be at least one to two months of your monthly expenses like what do you like if you were to lose your job like what do you need in a month to survive? And then times that by two. And then if you're being like super, super prepared, like have like four or five, six months set aside, but have that emergency savings in a high yield savings account, make it work for you. If you have $10,000 in your emergency savings, then that money is going to make money on itself every single month just by sitting there being ready for whatever emergency you have. And obviously this is just like everybody's finances are so different. Like me saying I have $20,000 in the savings account, if I would have said that a year ago, I would have shit myself thinking I had that much money or two years ago. But the thing is, a lot of that is money set aside for taxes. I'm just so, so scared of not having enough money set aside for my business taxes that I like go ham setting aside money. So I feel a little bit more broke 
but also all that money is just like ready to in case of taxes so i'm after i do my taxes we'll reallocate a little bit of that money probably invest some more i also forgot to talk about my roth ira which i'll say really quickly if you are self-employed and you don't have like an employer setting up a 401k or something like that i have a roth ira i set mine up through charles schwab and essentially what that is is my retirement account don't ask me any more details because i don't actually know i just know that i needed one and so i set up a roth ira and i put in like 50 dollars a month i think for like all of last year and then at the end of last year um you can cap it at six thousand so i had extra money i put i capped it at six thousand i put in like as much as i could um and then that way then that money i like have a robo investor so that money like invests every month so essentially i have like six thousand dollars in there but then if you start it now like in your 20s by the time you're ready to um the time you're ready to retire, then you should hopefully be a millionaire. That's what I've seen. I don't know how true that is. But yeah, if you're self-employed, definitely set up a uh, Roth IRA. I'm pretty sure that's like a... I don't know if you need to do it if you're not self-employed. I'm talking for the self-employed girlies because that's what I am. I don't know what you do when you're like salary and I don't know how any of that works. But anyway, I feel like that's most of my thoughts. I'm sorry if this was a little bit all over the place, but hopefully it was a little bit helpful and just uh, gave you a good idea of kind of how I look at money, how you can kind of change your money mindset. Again, go listen to Deeper Than Money. I think that she, her name's Chloe, she does such a good job. Like a lot of what I'm saying, I feel like I've taken from her and then other people that I've listened to just because they talk about it in such a like consumable way and a very approachable way and it makes you a lot less shameful like if you don't have more than two hundred dollars in your savings that doesn't make you a worse person like everyone I feel like I'm sort of privileged I had a like my parents were there for me to help me whenever I needed it growing up some people don't have that so I don't want to like make you feel like shit if you feel like like oh my god I she has more money or also maybe I might have said some things about money and you're like oh my god I have way more than her who knows literally does not matter We're all on our own paths with money. We're all on our own journeys, just like everything else in life. And so I don't want to make anyone feel like shit about themselves or make you feel whatever, whatever you feel. I think just talking about money makes it a lot less taboo, makes a lot more consumable, makes it a lot less scary. So we can all just kind of be open and honest about it. And yeah, I feel like that's just our generation in general is just being open about things rather than trying to hide it. So yeah, I'm just going to stop rambling. I feel like that's enough of that. As always, thank you guys so much for being here. Giveaway is still live until May 1st. If you want that Stanley Tumblr, go get it. Get your bag. Get your Tumblr. All you have to do is leave the five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your favorite episode. Share it to your Instagram stories. Tag That's All Pod. So simple and easy to get yourself a free Stanley Tumblr. But yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. It means the absolute world to me that you're here. Go leave that rating and review. Follow the Instagram at That's All Pod. I love posting on there. I love sharing reels. So go like those. And if you want to hear more episodes, leave that rating and review. That helps us so much. I love you all so much already. And I cannot wait to chat with you next week. That's all. Bye.